the Radio Essentials podcast. A podcast about radio with your host, James Marriott. Hey, welcome back to the Radio Essentials podcast. This is episode 2, September 2021. I'm James, I'm your host. Every month we'll be meeting someone from the big wide world of the wireless to talk about their career, how radio's changed and developed, and what the future might have in store. Plus, of course, it wouldn't be a radio podcast if we didn't play a couple of silly games as well. You already know this, but Radio Essentials provides content and services for radio people. Check out radioessentials.com. Now, let's meet this month's guest from Absolute Radio. It's Dan Noble. Hello, James. Thank you for coming on. Now, um, obviously, Dan, goes without saying, Absolute Radio now has about 68 radio stations. I can't keep up with uh, with them all. So which, what, what do you do on which? So my main one is uh, on the main station on Absolute Radio, um, weekends, 10 p.m. onwards, a show called Through the Decade, songs from the 60s to now. Uh, and I do the Monday overnight show as well. That's 12 till 6 a.m. Uh, and then I'm on the No Repeat Guarantee on Absolute Radio Naughties, 1 till 4 p.m. That's Monday to Fridays. Good stuff. Right. We'll talk about your career and what you think about radio and stuff um, in a bit. Um, Later on, you've got the chance to overtake Dixie and go top of the leaderboard on Jock Against the Clock. Um, Right. Before that, we're going to start with a quick round of the old radio classic of Celebrity Birthday Game. Dixie got four out of four last month, so the pressure is on you a little bit here, Dan. Okay. Um, Let's see how you do. Uh, These are all people that have birthdays in September. Your starting point is Pink, the singer. Uh, Her birthday is the 8th of um, September. This is not one of the questions, but any any guesses on what her age might be? Pink's age. I'm going to say she is now... What what did Pink be in her 42? Was that... Do you know what? That is absolutely right. Oh, there we Uh, go. She is is 42. She was born in 1979. So we're starting then... Sorry, you don't. Oh, I want to put my effort into it. I feel a little bit <laughs> bad, actually. Look, like, you could have like you could have a gold star for that. You have like a special, the special award. I'll take that. Thank you, mate. So we're starting with forty-two. Next, you've got Beyonce. Her birthday is the fourth of September. Higher or lower than forty-two? Mm, higher. It's lower. I'm afraid. Oh. She was born in nineteen eighty-one, so it's actually her fortieth birthday this month. Oh, there we go. She does seem to have been around forever, doesn't she? That's, that's what I thought, yeah, in terms of her career compared to Pink's, but there we go. Next, you've got Saul Campbell, former footballer, most famously, of course, played for Arsenal and Spurs. How could someone do that? Um, he also played a fair few games for Portsmouth, but no one ever remembers that. Um, his birthday is the 18th of September, so you're saying higher or lower than 40? Um, uh, Saul Campbell's higher than 40. He, he definitely is. He's 46 Next, you've got Gwyneth Paltrow, actor. She's been in all kinds of stuff. She was married to Chris Martin, of course, for a bit. That's the singer Chris Martin, not your colleague at Absolute Radio, Chris Martin. Different person. Uh, So we're at 46, Gwyneth Paltrow. Higher or lower? Tough one. It's a really tough one, this one. I'm going to say higher. You are absolutely correct. Yay. She will be 49 on the 27th of September. We're staying with acting for your final one. And 25th of September is the birthday of the legend that is Will Smith. So, Will Smith, higher or lower than 49? I'm Sadly, I think it's higher. 
Yep. Do you know what? 53, quite oh, a bit higher. Goodness, yeah. So um, uh, you got the Beyonce one wrong, unfortunately, but but three out of four and a gold star. So, you know, that's... <laughs> yeah. It's not bad going. It's not I'll bad going. <laughs> right then, let's talk a little bit then about your um, your career, Dan. Um, I want you to take me back to that moment when it just, that, that spark, the moment when you knew radio was for you. When was that? Um, it's, it's tricky. The first time I stepped into a radio studio, I was probably around five years old. Wow. Um, my dad was a local radio presenter in southwest london a station called radio jackie so i spent a lot of my uh weekends as a child going up with him and watching him talking between songs and you know ride the faders and the style of presenting was a very crunch and roll type of old school thing and um in the early noughties just spent so much time watching him do that i don't think at that point i probably ever thought this is what i want to do but that's the first time i was in the studio i'd say um the first time it kind of all clicked, it was probably when I was doing community radio as a teenager. Um, Dad helped me kind of learn that, he, I, you know, watch him at Jackie and then try and emulate him to what I could. But then as I got further into being a teenager, I started, you know, trying to be my own presenter and uh, getting influence from other other presenters on the radio. And I think there was time, it must have been when I was around 16, 17, I was doing it. And I just remember, you know, really enjoying it because it is it is fun obviously talking between songs so it's probably around that time probably yeah late teenager at community radio was probably the point where i was like you know what i i'd like to be able to do this properly you know full time it, it kind of sounds like you had no real choice in the matter here like ra- <laughs> yeah. radio was always going to be your your destination um when was your first kind of break then in, in terms of making that move from stuff like community radio and and, and making that step up I um I went um like a lot of people I went travelling after sixth form uh to find myself, man. Um and I came back a few months later absolutely skint. I said to my parents, Oh, I wanna work in radio and they went, Oh, you don't wanna do that, Dan, because you can't make any money, you know. Uh, it'll take ages. But no, they were very supportive. They said, you know, uh, you give it a go to the end of the year and if you can't go to uni. I went, Yep, yeah, that that seems very fair. Um I got a volunteer role at Radio Jackie at my local station at the time where my dad presented. Um, but I got a volunteer role as a travel presenter, which I did for a few months, uh, which was good fun. I got to go on the drive show and I got to go on various shows with other presenters who'd all been at other cool stations like um, Capital and BFBS and stuff like that at some point. And um, I got to learn a lot from them. And then I got some paid shows there as a cover presenter. I think I must have been 19, yeah, the summer of when I was 19. Uh, and then it kind of all rolled from there. Ended up doing early breakfast regularly there for a couple of years. The mornings were a killer, but uh, <laughs> as I'm sure you've done shift work as well like that. Uh, but yeah, so my first kind of break, if you will, was at local radio, Radio Jackie, when I was 19. Uh, I always used to find it quite quite funny when, you know, kind of 3am alarm calls to get up to go and do kind of breakfast news and stuff like that. And then you'd see your friends later be like, oh, I'm really tired today. And you'd be like, oh, shut up, shut up. <laughs> yeah. You got up at half past seven. You don't know what tired is. Yeah. Um, so um, how, how did the move to Absolute Radio come about? Since I did local radio, ever since then, I used to email demos around to pretty much every program controller you can imagine um and you know their inboxes as you know are just full of loads of people sending demos um uh, but one of one of the few that regularly came back to me was paul sylvester 
with advice on, on, on what I'd sent him. You know, it was pretty constructive. I was a 19 year old who didn't have an ambition to be on absolute radio because he thought it would be uh, way too hard for him. Um, but also thought I'm 19. Why'd I be on absolute radio? So really it was just for guidance on my presenting in general. But yeah, so I, I used to do that and send it to Paul. When I was at Jackie, I then moved to a station called Juice in Brighton. It's not there anymore. It's now Capital. And then when Global took over was when I was there. And then everyone uh, lost their jobs, as as is the way. And then I was like, right, I need to, I need to really try and get something here elsewhere because I've just lost this job. I'm still doing the early breakfast over there, but I need to somehow make this a career rather than something that, you know, it's not really making any money. And I sent an email to PDs across Bauer. Uh, Rick Blacksill picked up on it, program controller for Kerrang, Planet Rock, Scala, Jazz. And he, they were looking for another presenter on Kerrang Radio. And then I started doing that, the evening show there. And then from that, I met Paul Sylvester for the first time in person and then started demoing with him. So it's it's very much a kind of, it feels now everything just flowed together. I'm sure at the time I was incredibly stressed. <laughs> but but now it's, you know, you know, you look back and it, it feels a lot easier than it was, I think. It's weird how things can sometimes just fall into place the way that you want them to yeah take me back then to your so your first show on absolute radio your first link on your first show on absolute radio how how did that feel i remember it vividly i could i could recite it word for word for you right now um i won't um but it's uh it was a very proud moment i was um 21 uh i was given three overnights in a row three live overnights in a row with um a producer called will short who'd started pr- pretty recently as well. Uh, we've become very good friends and I live with him. He's a Pompey fan and there's a Pompey pillow over there next to the camera. <laughs> um, we did three overnights in a row. I think it was a Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, and I had a holiday just before. I came back from holiday a couple of days before uh, and I had the worst food poisoning. And I also <laughs> remember on the day before the overnight, you know, obviously you couldn't sleep because your body's not in that mode. I was just thinking, one, I am not feeling well. And two, I can't, you can't call in sick, you know. Uh, I, I ended up sleeping off and I was fine. And um, and yeah, we got, so the overnight started at 12 a.m. We got around to 10 p.m. and went through the logs together, came up with some ideas, um, you know, the mundane things like where do the reeds go and stuff like that, which is the beauty of commercial radio, but also the fun stuff. And yeah, I remember the first, uh, the first thing, you know, put the mic up the first song was cooler shaker covering hush and i remember hitting the and all the vocals is, is a long intro i remember hitting the bit where the drums come in and put the mic down i was like okay that felt really good i was probably a sweaty mess i've seen photos from <laughs> that we took and like both the two of us because it was will's first time producing on the network as well and you know we looked tired we looked sweaty we looked stressed but um we had a great time and um and yeah, that was kind of that was that was the first moment I've put a mic up in Absolute Radio, and I'm very lucky that just over two years on, I'm still doing that. One one thing, uh, this is kind of two questions in one, because obviously Absolute Radio is essentially a, 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 a you know a music brand. Um, it, I, it's so much more than that, but the music is so important to Absolute Radio. So I mean, I guess I'm I'm sort of assuming that you are a, a music fan generally, but then that also leads on to um, 
some of the absolute brands are, are quite different, aren't they? Do you, do you find it more difficult to present on on some than others? Are there some that are more kind of natural for, for you and, and, and kind of the music that you're into? Well, um, not really. I'll be honest with you. Um, Absolute is the station I've always listened to since I was since I was a probably I guess early teenager, really. So I've always been into um, new indie music, but also artists like the Beatles and, and Queen and Fleetwood Mac and stuff like that. So there's never really been uh, a point where I felt uncomfortable or, or like I don't know the music. Um, I've done shows on nineties and I do shows on noughties in the main station. Uh, I haven't done a show on Absolute Radio 70s in the same way I probably wouldn't because I was born a couple of decades after it and uh, and uh, I'm not sure how much I can relate. But then like the show I do is called Through the Decades and I play songs from each of the decades from the 60s to now. So um, it's helped that I have a, uh, a passion for music from then, but also from doing the show. It's obviously helped out with my knowledge as well. Uh, but no, it's... Um, yeah, it's it's all it's all my music, so it feels like it comes very naturally to talk about. Yeah, that totally makes sense. I, I mean, I think I imagine every music radio presenter has surely played a song that predates when they were born. Yeah, that, you yeah. know, that's just the way it is, and exactly, it doesn't. Yeah. You know, songs that that uh, were released before someone was born doesn't make them any less relevant to you. You just discover them at a later date, don't you? So, um, yeah, cool, interesting stuff. Right, okay, so. Um, this is a little bit like uh, like the horrible question that people ask uh, people who've got um, children. So if you could only keep one absolute radio station and you had to get rid of all the rest, which one would you keep? And you're not allowed to say the main one because that's okay. kind of too obvious. I'm going to have to say absolute radio noughties. I'm going to have to fly the flag uh, for humble noughties, of which I do the no repeat guarantee. <laughs> Good answer. You you um you mentioned that you've always been, or, or for many years, you've been an Absolute Radio listener. I fall into that category as as well. And Absolute Radio does tend to win award after award after award. What is it that makes it so special? It's an interesting entity, Absolute Radio, because as far as um, music radio goes, music radio in terms of a commercial sense has been so focused on music for an understanding reason people want to listen to music but what absolute has done uh for a long time is kind of paired that with a lot of really solid content which isn't necessarily music based you know take bush and richie and take dave on the breakfast show uh both those shows are across all of our stations um which is done very cleverly by you know the software but it means if dave's talking out of bon jovi he can't mention it's Bon Jovi because at the same time you could be listening on Absolute Radio 60s and it could be the Kinks. So we've got two flagship shows that don't really mention the music. Um, so they have to think so much about their content. So I think that's what Absolute does so well. We don't, um, we don't kind of let the fact there's a music station be the main thing all the time. But then at the same time, we've got some really great, music shows danielle perry's evening show and the sunday night music club always winning awards um you know she's a judge on the mercury prize awards and stuff like that my show is a very music music focused one i think it's the mix and at the same time you've got a music station with jason manford and uh, frank skinner two hilarious comedians on it so i think it must be that really they've done something right when you say that, like Frank Skidder and, and Jason Manford on, <laughs> yeah. on a radio, it's like it shouldn't really work, should it? It doesn't. It doesn't make sense when you kind of talk about it. But when you listen to it, it's like, yeah, yeah, it's to totally logical. Yeah. Makes complete sense for Frank Skidder to to pop up for three or four hours. Um, <laughs> 
So we talked about um, we talked about your time at, at, at Jackie. We've talked about your time at, at Juice and about when you started at, at Absolute Radio. Now, since then, obviously, so much of your time at, at Absolute Radio has been during lockdown, um, yeah. which you know, I mean, in 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 radio terms, presenting and recording shows in your bedroom is kind of nothing really new. But for you, having spent you know kind of the early part of your career being in studios and doing it the way that we kind of want to do it. And then COVID striking and obviously Bauer were one of the groups that set presenters up to do shows at home. So what was that like kind of moving out of the studio and, and, and kind of being home based again, but, but being on the radio? I think, I think initially it was quite exciting for want of a better word, you know, not exciting that there's a global pandemic going on around you, but exciting that you're doing something that um, previously wouldn't even really be been thought of doing you know the idea of actually doing a show uh, from your home and I was living in my family home at the time and the show the, the room I was doing absolute shows from is the room I used to do shows from when I was a kid and I had a cassette player and a microphone so for me you know as a personal thing that was quite a in a way a proud moment but at the same time the novelty wore off for me and I think you you hit the nail on the head of kind of the early in the career side of things you know had been given a sh- my own show on Absolute Radio, January 2020, and in March 2020, I think imagine it must have been March. We were then from home. Um, it did get to this to the stage that I'd done more Absolute Radio shows from home than I had in a studio, and there's a sense of there was a sense of hang on, how am I developing my career? I think um, for a lot of people starting out or at least in the early part of their career, and I imagine it probably doesn't go away, you're kind of often thinking of either the next step or what you can do to further it um, rather than sometimes live in the moment a little bit. I think I've learned from that experience to kind of live in the moment a little bit more. Um, But at the same time, I'm incredibly happy and lucky to be back in a studio now. I've been back for a few months now. And um, they're just very different things. But at the same time, it was very cool to be able to, do a show from my home and uh something Bauer did very well in my opinion was everyone was ready to do shows from their home somehow (laughs) something there's something so poignant about um those first lockdown shows being in the same the same room where you were recording stuff on cassette years ago I, i just love that i think that's that's brilliant um there's so many presenters out there and, and you know we'll, we'll both know so many presenters who've you know lost gigs because of networking or amalgamation or they've had to move to the other end of the country because of like kind of like centralized working and stuff like that now you're you're obviously you know young relatively fresh into the industry and you don't carry any of that sort of baggage how how do you kind of feel about where radio is generally right now it's a, it's a tricky one because as someone who has done local radio and someone who went through a you know station being bought, branded you know bought and branded over i felt you know that feeling of losing what you what you love and what and what you do i was very fortunate that i then ended up in bauer not too long after i think it's a, it's a really it's a really interesting conversation in terms of where's radio at right now because i think um national radio there's never been so much choice of what you can get up and down the country, whether it's on DAB, DAB Plus, or, or on, on the internet, um, without without flying the flag of absolute too much. You know, if you're an absolute listener, you can listen to pretty much any music you fancy within reason. Uh, so I think that is something that's come out of the last few years, uh, particularly 
there's a lot of big national stations. Um, but then at the same time, the counteract of that, there's a lot, there's a lot less local stations. I started in local radio. I'm not too sure how many opportunities there are now for presenters to start in local radio, uh, other than BBC. Um, and that's a concern because I started only a few years back, you know. So when people ask me how to get into radio, my route possibly isn't a route anymore, which uh, I imagine for someone listening who's wanting to get into radio, that can be that can be quite daunting. Uh, there's no doubt there are other routes, you know, like BBC or student radio, which is obviously such a such a hub for for uh, young presenters and producers. Um, but I think it's a it's a very strange time. I, I don't. I don't know if we could go back to how it it was, you know, even a decade ago with local radio, because it's in the end of the day, it's the money, isn't it? Um, I think it's easy to forget as someone who's passionate about radio that it's a business. Um, not easy to forget. Uh, maybe that's not the, quite the right phrase, but when you're in the moment, and you're doing a show. You don't care that there's a person looking at the money thinking, oh, how can we pay the bills? Yeah, how can we, you know, pay the rent this month? Because you don't care, you're doing a, you're doing your radio show, you know, or you're producing a show, you're, you're reading news or whatever. So I think, you know, I don't think it can go back to how it was and having lots, you know, local stations and not being able to run and stuff like that. But there's got to be uh, more of a proactive approach for people wanting to get into the industry or for people who are in the industry, but to, to get up the ladder as well. It, it, it is tricky, isn't it? And and you know, you're right. It's it's interesting talking to someone who followed that what I would class as being like the traditional path into radio, which is you know you kind of do community radio and then local radio and then you you know you make that next step up and that next step up. And now that path isn't really there. It's it's really difficult. And um, I mean, I wanted to ask you about you know your tips and advice for someone that is looking to get into the industry. And we, I guess, we've touched on it a little there. But you were talking about you know firing off email after email after email and, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Um, you know, is, is that still something that you, you'd advise? What what other kind of tips and advice would you give to people? Yes, emailing people is, is of course um, a really great kind of tip to get in not pestering but you know to the extent of if you're a radio presenter um and whether you're doing shows for a community station or a local station or even just in your bedroom just mocking up you know shows for advice um that's kind of your keyword advice when you email senior people like program controllers or senior producers it's never here's my demo can you give me a job because one, there's probably not a job going, and two, that's not really the attitude. <laughs> that's what I, um, that's what I learned at least from when I was um, trying, and people were telling me the main thing is ask for advice, or you know, could I please drop you um, my demo, and if you've got a few minutes, could you ever listen and give me some advice on it? Because um, in the, in the end of the day, uh, that's yeah, that is pretty much how uh, I got into Absolute in the long run. And Paul Sylvester still remembers me sending those early emails um and you know people you know program controllers and, and people don't have a lot of spare time but they often put aside a few you know an hour or two a week and they do listen to demos because they're always wanting to find uh, another presenter eventually or another newsreader eventually etc so yeah it, it's networking and it's been hard the last year but now things are a bit more open um you know, it's a bit more easy, easy to go for a coffee with people. But then at the same time, everyone's used to Zoom. And I, I imagine there's a lot of people that are still happy to do, you know, meetings on Zoom. 
couple of a uh, couple of standard radio questions here. Uh, do you have a favourite playout system, and is there one that you hope you never ever have to use again? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. My, I think my favourite's got to be Zeta. Um, I've used it for a few years now. Um, I just find it for me really straightforward, but at the same time, I can just do anything with it. Uh, I have used Genesis. I got very stressed out using Genesis. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd probably say, yeah, Zeta, my favorite. Um, no to Genesis. Um, and then uh, at the very bottom, I remember when I was doing, when I first started out uh, on community radio, I was, I was lucky enough to be able to pick my own songs and uh, they let me do that. So I had two USBs on a rack each and I was pressing play on each one and still having to hit the IRN news. And actually looking back, you know, as much as I've uh, uh, improved in some some respects over the last few years, I still don't think I'd want to be doing that. <laughs> you know, we've got it so easy. We've got it so easy having a computer tying it down. And there's always people going, oh, yeah, well, you know, back in the day, you know, I appreciate back in the day it was harder and it was a skill. We don't have to do that. <laughs> oh dear yeah it was uh back timing oh, yeah. uh, stuff of stuff of nightmares isn't it um all right dan what about the future then how um how how do you want to kind of see your career kind of mapping out from from here i think uh it's a it's another tricky one because obviously the last year in lockdown uh was a point a lot of people were starting to think about plans for future and stuff and it was a really actually unhealthy way of thinking because we're all in this kind of uh, situation together so then since we've come out and since life's become a little bit more normal i'm starting to look at it more i love it absolute radio um the obvious um choice would be to try and yeah end up on daytime uh, at some point but in the meantime it's really trying to make my show the best it can be um i did an interview with nikki wire from the Manic street preachers a few weeks ago uh, on the show uh it went really well it did well online um as well so that would be for me um a kind of key part of it getting more guests on and getting uh yeah getting more out of the show and then see from there okay um are you ready for jock against the clock yeah i'm very excited i like that it's a it's a nice uh radio typical rhyming uh name <laughs> very well done i have a one-man <laughs> smpt right let's do it jock against the clock so this is how it works you've got five questions uh you've got to answer them as quickly as you can there's a 10 second penalty for any that you get wrong if you get them all wrong game over you're out so you've got to get at least one right. They're all linked to September because this is the September podcast. I did explain last month, actually, and I'm assuming that people will know this. It's the, why it's called Jock Against the Clock, because uh, radio presenters once upon a time were called <laughs> yeah. disc, disc jockeys, which is where the phrase DJ came from. So disc jockey got shortened to jock. So it's a very kind of inward looking radio phrase. But that, uh, you know, it rhymes. So it works for us. Yeah. Jock Against the Clock. So five questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, in three, two, one, start the clock. The Beatles song Yellow Submarine won gold in September 1966. What are the first three words? In the town. The same team was the top of the Premier League at the end of September 2018 and 2019. Who was it? Manchester City. Jim Henson was born in September 1936. What was the name of his TV show which featured Big Bird and Oscar the Grouch? The Muppets. Larry Page and Sergey Brin founded which now world-famous website in September 1998? Google. 
and The X-Files premiered in September 1993. What are the iconic surnames of its main characters? Oh, no, I don't know. Smith, Cooper, Davidson, Parker, Noble. Stop stop the clock. Jock against the clock. (laughs) All right, I, I stopped the clock after... Your uh, after you named two surnames, um, so it comes out at forty-eight seconds. Okay. So Dixie did it in fifty-one. So you have done it faster than Dixie <laughs> in episode <laughs> one. Yeah. Now we've got to see whether or not you've got any time penalties. So mm. the Beatles song "Yellow Submarine," the first three words you said in the town. That's correct. Same team, top of the Premier League at the end of September 18 and 19. Who was it? You said Manchester City. Yeah. It was Liverpool. Oh, damn it. So, 10-second penalty for that, I'm afraid. Jim Henson, Big Bird, Oscar the Grouch. You said the Muppets. It was the other one. Sesame Street, isn't it? Sesame Street, I'm afraid. Uh, Larry Page and Sergey Brin. Sounded like you had a bit of a guess at Google. Oh, big time. Yeah, I'm not... Absolutely correct. Well done. Oh, phew. Thank you. And the X-Files, how did you not get this? Mulder and Scully. Oh, of course it is. Oh, no, that's me being absolutely thick. Um, So, three three that were wrong. So, we've got 30 seconds to add on to your time. It actually feels a little bit dramatic to be doing a leaderboard when there's only two of you, but... The Radio Essentials Leaderboard. So 40, uh, 48 seconds plus another 30 seconds. So that comes out at 78 seconds. Good news is you go top of the no. leaderboard. Oh, yes. my word. That's jammy. That's very jammy, that is. <laughs> well done. That is uh, that's good stuff. So you've set the new time to beat 78 seconds. Well done, Dan. I hope you're feeling very proud. I am, 78 seconds and the little bonus point at the start of the podcast. What more can I want? Yeah, yeah, you got your gold star as well. That's, uh, that's pretty yeah. good. <laughs> brilliant. Dan, thank you so much for coming on. It's been brilliant to chat to you. Thank you, mate. The Radio Essentials Podcast. Now, you can find out more about Radio Essentials by finding us on social media at Radio Essentials or head to radioessentials.com. And that's where you'll also find some free generic imaging. And every month we've got a competition where you can win a bespoke package for your station. Okay, we'll be back next month where we'll have another great guest from the world of radio. And we've got some more stuff to give away as well next month. So we'll see you then. The Radio Essentials Podcast. Visit Radio Essentials online, radioessentials.com.